Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is Flash Black Radio. We are the usual suspects, and this is shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. Today's date is June 11, 2017. With me, dialing in on the phone, we have... Hey, Savage. Hey, wonderful people. Indeed, indeed. To my left, I have... T-Rich, what's up? To my right, I have... Your boy has doubles back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. <laughs> I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III, and with me we have special guest sit-ins. One, uh, we have my cousin Shay. Hey. Her reputation <laughs> precedes her. Her reputation precedes her. This is, this is Slim's wife, and we also have her bestie to her right at all times. Her bestie, we have one Miss Missy. Also known as Vanilla Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Vanilla Skittles. I forgot about that. All right. So. You uh, coined it. I did. You I did coined coin a lot that. of things. He I did. coined a lot of things. He did coin Vanilla Skittles. Um, I don't understand that. Me <laughs> <laughs> you know, many things may be brought to light on this podcast. It's, it's possible. <laughs> it yeah, could happen. It could happen. Okay. So. Um, as usual, there have been plenty of things that have transpired since last we sat down to speak. This weekend, this is why niggas can't never have shit nice. <laughs> so, Kendrick Lamar. Uh-oh. Mm, yes. He speak bought, on it. He bought his sister a car. Brand new. Brand new Toyota Camry. Oh. And people had to be all on these internets upset. Like, why ain't you buy her a G-Wagon? Or why ain't you buy her a Benz? You got all this money, Kendrick. Why are you being so cheap? Now, if anyone has actually followed Kendrick Lamar, you know that he's, like, very fiscally responsible. And he yeah. bought, like, I think it was, like, a $600,000 house, like, outside of and, L.A. But it's still, like, out in the outskirts of Compton. I think it's still Compton proper, yeah. though. Right, but I kind think. of yeah, yeah. far but enough away. It. Yeah. It's right. Like no outright. Mortgage, like well, well, but he well. also knew, like, I don't need to have a four, five, $45 million house. So him buying his, who graduated from high school, by the way. Oh, this isn't a grown person. No, she a child. She's a child. Why do you make it so bad? Like, I would like to find out all the people who were like talking bad about him, like what type of vehicles what they bought the high school graduates. That doesn't in their matter. Family. That, let's Wait, people are how about they driving the same Camry she got. Hello, or an older version. <laughs> And there's nothing, there's nothing at all wrong with him saying like, hey, I'm happy for my sister. I'm buying her a car. It's a nice, reliable car. You know, I think Toyota. It will last her for at least a decade. Toyota has a pretty good reputation. Yes. Hey, the same factories that make Toyotas make Lexus. You better speak Mm -hmm. on it. You better speak on it. We're talking about the emblem. They come off the same assembly line. The same one. And if Kendrick wants to buy me a Toyota Camry fully loaded, uh, please feel free. Yeah, I will happily receive that. Let, let's okay. just acknowledge the fact that this is a fully paid off car that is in perfect working order. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no car note. So anybody who wants to have a fresh car with no car note and gonna complain about that, but I'll tell you what the root of this problem is, in my opinion. May mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. 
um, as I see it, I believe that this generation and probably the generation that came before it has watched maybe a little bit too much of My Sweet 16 on MTV. Yeah. Mm. Where all these kids have gotten like, you know, Lamborghini Diablos and Gallardos and G-Wagons for doing jack shit just for turning 16. And like, what have you done to earn that type of vehicle at 16? Mm. You're not paying no note. You're not paying any type of insurance. Right. All you're doing is you're, you're relying upon your parent to buy you a flashy car that you know, like, I mean, do you really need that? Nah, you don't. You just stunting, and it's cute, mm-hmm. but not really. Is that, and can I ask a question? You even live in a third world country where, like, reaching sixteen is some like feat because, like, you got to dodge all kinds of like, like fucked malaria, up environment, like no water supply, dysentery, dysentery, yeah. dengue fever, or just regular like, waves. Malaria. Regular waves. Question. Like in America, like, what's a, what the fuck? What's a Giardo? Gallardo yeah, is a, is a Lamborghini. All the Lamborghini oh, models. Lamborghini Gallardo. I've heard Gallardo. together. I also That's think part Gallardo. of it though is just like this whole Instagram culture where you have mm. to do everything and post it and like that lady in Philly who spent twenty five thousand dollars on right. her son's prom, prom. Right. so he could have three dates and I'm like, bitch, you could have taken him and his three dates to Dubai, the actual Dubai. For twenty five thousand dollars, and had well, some she money. had like yeah. a Dubai theme. Yes, well, that they had camels. Camel. Yeah. They had her, sand. Her plan was to take him to Dubai, and then she decided she wanted all the kids to experience Dubai. Mm. Mm. Everybody can experience mm. everything. Is that bad? Sand and a camel don't make it to buy. All I'm saying is, That's true. I would have gone yeah. to Dubai, just come back with a couple of gold bars out the vending machine. It's That's sand and a camel in Philly. That's what I would have done. You could have had a cultural exchange, like, you know, trip to Dubai for that cost, is what we're saying. That's true. And I, I just think, like, you know. Was she black? That... Of course she was. <laughs> 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 All righty then. That was the That was a, kind of a sinister shame. laugh there. Slim was like, prolonged hey, laugh. It's hey, like, look, you know. Look. I might be feeling a little sinister right now. Okay, no. there's nothing wrong with that. No. Okay, so does does that conclude? The- that concludes this week, and that's why you niggas can't hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tune in next week for another segment of uh, whatever. Oh, who knows? Yeah, we don't yeah, know okay. what the kids gonna come up with, but it, it's the gonna kid be don't something. always know. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we appreciate that. We appreciate. Unfortunately, that. there will always be every week something. an opportunity to say this is why you niggas can't have shit every week. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's just life. So sorry. Continue. Thank you. But at Flash Black Radio, we're trying to change the narrative. We are for Flash multicultural Black. collective. So we're trying to Worldwide. different perspective yeah, for the yeah. multicolor. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's why you have yeah. vanilla skittles today. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna keep name dropping yourself. That's what's gonna happen. That's why the only thing she's gonna have is why like not? vanilla that's skittles. Right. That's right. The vanilla By skittles. the way, vanilla, vanilla skittles. skittles in the building. Right. <laughs> All right. And then she got her own podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll be like. what? Vanilla skills. All right. So, first of all, shout outs to the homie Dave who put me on to this right here. What I'm about to play for the Flash Black audience is basically a real live YouTube uh, clip of former President Vincente Fox ah, um, addressing cool. one Donald Trump. This is this was posted a, a couple so days good. ago. You've seen this? And um, I, I just, it's, it's four minutes long. Normally, I don't like to play audio this long, but I, I feel like it's so worth it. So um, just bear with me and just, just, just listen to this right here and enjoy. Hola, Donald. It is me, Vicente, coming to you from Mexico, where the best taco balls are made. Actually... 
This are shit. They are not even Mexican. Why is the ball made out of tortilla? Just eat a fucking taco. As the former president of Mexico, I want to speak directly to you, the current president of the Electoral College of the United States, because we need to get something straight between our two countries. And it isn't going to be a fucking wall. Donald, under no circumstances will we pay for this stupid, useless, racist monument. I know when you came up with the idea, all the experts thought it would work. But the bad hombres have gotten more sophisticated since then. They are even sharing plans on the internet. Look at this schematic I downloaded from the dark web. It is a ladder, Einstein. We're going to build a $25 billion wall that can be defeated a $25 ladder? Be honest. Donald, this wall isn't going to stop anyone who really wants to cross the border. It is just going to make your country weaker and poorer and less respected by the rest of the world. Now that you know the wall won't work, you can use the money for something else, like this water. For $25 billion, you could provide clean drinking water to the entire of the planet for three years. Mm. Isn't that a better legacy than a pointless wall of hate? Mm. Of course, I know you are not a big water guy <laughs> because you're always drinking Diet Coke, which, by the way, is not working. So here are some other options for the $25 billion. You could end world hunger for one year. You could hire 50,000 teachers for a decade mm. or pay for the college education of 250,000 mm. students. And look at this design specifications you put out. The wall must be at least 18 feet tall, six feet deep and look pleasing from the American side. Donald, come on, man. <laughs> what would be the point of us paying for something beautiful if we cannot even see it? That would be like marrying a model who won't even sleep in the same city as you. Cute kid, huh? You know who that is? It is you. Before you turn into you, Donald, instead of building a wall, build a bridge across the oceans of time and walk back across it to find this small boy and tell him that just because his father doesn't love him doesn't mean he cannot love the world. Well, I have to get going. I have a busy day of not being hated by the vast majority of my country. Das Vidania. Kamerad. Oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh. Well played, sir. Oh, well played. Oh.
if you have, if you have anything of, of that is wet, just raise it up for Vincente <laughs> Fox. Hey, hey. It's just, it's just toast to that right Vincente quick. Vincente Fox is friend in my head. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. So again, shout out to the homie Before Dave. Before you turn into you. I want he said he is busy not being hated. Right? Yeah. So um, I just thought that was worth sharing because that might have been shit you actually might have missed. I did. I did. Um, yeah, and I thought that was worth sharing. I did. I did put that on on, on uh, the uh, the interwebs. Yes, on the social media accounts, so you can you can follow up on that uh, if you want to get a live uh, blast of that yourself. Um, he I has a couple like of them actually. Saturday Night Live should block four minutes and just play that. Mm. <laughs> I love how Vincente Fox has the time. Yeah. Well, he's former president Vincente Fox, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that does yeah, yeah. that does allow for some time to yeah, do yeah. some things. And he has lots of time not being hated by the majority of this country. True. Hate is very time consuming. It's very time consuming. But you know, I mean, a petty on that level, like, that wasn't manufactured. That's like innate. That's like DNA level petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's felt like that for a long time. Like, since Trump, you know, went down that escalator and was like, they're rapists. Like, Vincente's been like on him since then. So he's on a mission, and so it's he's all about this time to come up with this. I'm on a mission. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, Shout out to Vicente Fox. Yeah, yeah. Very well done, sir. It sounds like a cologne. <laughs> Vicente, Vicente Fox. Fox. What are you wearing? Vicente. Fox. What's that, Chrissy? I don't think it was petty. Oh, it was a little. Oh, petty. it was petty. It was it was, it was petty, but oh, no, it's it 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 good. Petty, but it, it was, was good. Very well you know, done. petty isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. No, and the best petty has truth. Mm. Because then you can't like even refute it. You just like talk about. You're it. just mad at it. Whatever. <laughs> if it's you, you just mad at it. Right. Like well, you just so, be like, look, we're going to build a wall. It's going to be a big, beautiful, fantastic wall because immigration in this country is a disaster. And Hillary Clinton's emails. Basically. But if somebody comes for you first and you get back, you clap back at them, is that being petty? If they came for right. you first. Right. Right. I'm I, with Shay on that one. Because I think the reason it's escalated petty. to petty is because he has come back and was, he said several times, we are not paying for this fucking wall. But the point it got petty was the, the grandkid drawing the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> There are multiple points of petty. There are multiple points of petty. The fact that he had an actual like childhood picture of him in a frame, like he had, yeah. like you know, it wasn't he just had like a picture that he pulled up and printed out on his printer. Yeah, yeah. He, nah, went, he, went he had a picture. A, he had a picture in a frame. Like, like yeah. it was like okay, like he oh, pulled he, that from somebody's house. He put That's, it. He put it in a frame. Yeah, he yes. put it in a frame. That's exactly so right there, there were definitely. Petty. Oh, oh. Yes, he did. Definitely petty pieces in family joke right there. Okay, so there was that and then on top of that there was the, the like the low key like sh- shot at like Melania. So, like you know yeah. what would be the point of having this wall? Marrying you know, a model. You only and... sleep with, yeah. Like, but you know, won't sleep with me in the same city. But, but <laughs> was that petty of Vicente or was that petty of Melania to mm. not sleep with him in the same city? Oh, and, just... and those faces though. Those faces, though, the faces that Melania makes. Oh, she doesn't like her husband. She it's very obvious. Well, they were they were they were actually on on the verge of getting divorced before all this thing you know went down. Okay, so yeah, yeah. But is it petty? She's kind of she's kind of gated in now. What's up? So she 
thought he'd be dead by now. The nigga eats like McDonald's. <laughs> he wasn't planning on being around as long. Yeah. Yes, she thought he'd be dead by now. She thought he was going to have a heart attack. She was like, shit. She thought she was going to end on Nicole, that shit. She was like, this motherfucking girl wow. died. What, is it too soon? Not, not really. No. They're both dead. Not really. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was just oh, like, it was, it, was, it was just relevant. It wasn't, had nothing to do with it too soon. It was just relevant. It was like, ah, back, okay. Yeah. But the difference was, though, I legitimately, and I'm not saying this just to say this, I legitimately think that Anna Nicole had feelings for that dude. I know I it might her. sound crazy. No, it doesn't sound crazy. But sound I, crazy I legitimately yeah. think I that she had feelings for that, that older dude. Love takes many forms. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't speak on like. I think maybe at one point they were enamored with each other. Talking about Melania and Donald, mm-hmm. but that shit is gone. It's not there anymore. Whatever that is now. It, 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 Nobody it, has ever liked Donald. Trump. No. And he could have been like he could have been as enamored with her as he nah. could be enamored with anyone who's not himself. I mean, that's that's possible, you know. He is a narcissist. Well, so. if somebody's enamored like, with him, then he can be enamored with them. Yeah. It's okay then. It's like reciprocal yeah. enamoredness. Yeah, yeah. So he, if you like me, then I like you. Yeah, yeah that's but, he said but that. even even the, the the core of his enamoredness is the other person being enamored with him. Like he has to be the central focus mm-hmm. of it. He has to be the core of it. He has to be the source of it because that's what narcissism is. It's like definition of narcissism. I think there could it's be the like a whole it's, it's YouTube principle. channel just of Melania Trump's facial right expressions <laughs> in regard to her husband. Like when he's speaking to her, like when she's looking at him, there could be like a whole, that could be like a whole entertainment thing right there. Mm. I will say this. Melania is like the queen of the hand swap. Like when she did that yeah, shit with that the flick of the wrist. batted his hand away. Look, I think I think Vicente Fox. Uh, I mean, in, in in all honesty, I do think it was petty, but that doesn't mean it was inaccurate. Mm-mm. That doesn't mean it was inappropriate. Mm-mm. Just because something is petty doesn't mean it's not proper. What's it's petty? not appropriate. You have the connotation that petty? pettiness is negative, and just because it was petty doesn't mean it was necessarily negative. But what's petty? Then? Uh, he took it like farther like when you're petty a person who's not petty is like they they kind of like raise above the fray right no, he, he didn't stick like, just to the issues yeah yeah it's like a person who's not petty is like okay yeah this person's a dick they're an asshole but i'm just going to go on about my life i'm going to make a couple factual statements and then We're not i'm gonna just going to go wall, on about fuck my you. life I'm going yeah on. yeah yeah but when you petty is like you make a whole video you With get a, a, a you get a cartoon ladder <laughs> you get a picture and put it in the frame you oh. make jokes about oh, your wife not sleeping in the same city as you and it's hilarious and it's petty but it's accurate so but I don't if, think it matters that it's petty. If you have a cartoon president why can't you have a cartoon like, I'm why not can't saying it? it's not apropos I'm, I'm not saying it's not apropos and I'm not saying it's not accurate. I'm just saying it's a little petty but it's still apropos. Because a read can be petty that was, let's not Mint's words here. I mean, that was definitely a read. Oh, he read the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a read, but a read can have like sh- like parts of petty to it. And he hmm. definitely had some yeah. some petty pieces. There were opponents. Yeah, there were tinges. <laughs> petty opponents. Yeah. There were hints. <laughs> there were slight essence of petty. <laughs> I you smell, it was, it's it's a it was a petty bouquet. Yeah, yeah if you, if you, it, mm. it was wafting. Wait, wait, wait. It was wafting. It was a, a melange. A, a melange of petty. What'd you say, Christy? It was the props. If he'd have just made a video, it might right. have just like <laughs> the he props. went in. But that nigga had props. Like he had props. But I'm saying though, would it have been the same without that ladder? But how does that compare not to all we don't those videos by the other countries that have like said that they're the best country to visit in competition with America being the greatest country? Mm. 
Well, one, those, so are, those, those are probably true facts. Also, true. they didn't have a picture of a baby Donald in a frame. <laughs> Can we go back to the picture of him in the fucking <laughs> frame? Wait, wait, wait. Let, let's the add baby one. Jesus drawing ladder. Tell How about, about that? Tell about, and there's one more aspect onto the photo in the frame. This dude actually suggested that he do the impossible, at least in this modern America, modern society. He told him to travel across the sands of the sea of time and space. <laughs> he just hold up a picture. He said, go across okay. the sands of time and space and said, tell this little boy that just because his father doesn't love him does not mean he, he can't love the world. Okay, that part the, was petty. That part travel was across the space-time continuum Basically. and tell your younger self to not go okay, to be so you. not be <laughs> your <laughs> older self. You. If Vicente was being so, petty... Then would like Macron have been petty that, when he was exactly like, was we have, <laughs> what, what, what yes, did Macron he was. say? He's like, let's make our planet great again. I'm going to say this. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and here's say, the thing though. Here's the thing. Like Macron gave that speech in English mm-hmm. at the um, Palace Elysee for the, the first time part. in French history, the first time. Of speech has been given in English. Macron made it very clear who that he was this talking shit to. Was, it, was, it was to us. It was the American people That's that he, why was, he talking was like, to. Y'all can come over. I, I'm pretty sure that I, the official statement says that, like, if you are an American scientist or if you work for an organization yes. that works for climate change, there is a visa waiting for you. Yeah. Mm. I'm, yeah I'm, come on in the yeah, room. That's what he said. Macron was like, yeah. come on over to my place. <laughs> and he gave him an asylum. Yes. Yes. Look, I'm not going to say that Macron wasn't at least skirting the line of pettiness. The mm. thing about pettiness and beauty is, you know, all these other concepts is that they're objective concepts. Everybody has their own individual scale, right? And that's why, you know, Charlotte can sit here and say she doesn't really consider the video to be petty because it was spot on. Why we feel like it was actually kind of petty. It was spot on and petty. Yeah, yeah. I think both. it was spot on and petty. And both. Macron, I think he was spot on and he might have been like, there might have been a line of pettiness and maybe his toe was over it. You know what I'm saying? It was just like a toe over the, the petty. Look, line, I just have know? one question for Macron. Does he consider digital forensics to be <laughs> like science? Like, no, that's a that... personal question. We're not going to go that way. Okay. I'm, well, just, I'm not mad at you. She's, she's just trying, trying to, to find out if we can get a visa. I'm yeah, saying. I, I understand. I'm that's just saying, personal. Is that, is this, like, like, you'll have to take be... it up with Macron directly can, if you got the type can of. Can you apply that to climate change? I'm just. Uh, hey, maybe. They, they, hey, predictive predictive climate change models are done on computers. You might yeah, need to forensically go. investigate somebody's findings. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Okay, we we gonna. Well, who are y'all, y'all lobbying Macron? Are you lobbying like where you work? Like, <laughs> like, like let's not do this. Can I do? Can I be all included? You can. Who I just, I just got Who's back? got a vibrator on? Woo! Not me. I felt it all the way over here. Turn off your dildos, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is really? next to me, but it is it's not, not on. I love you, Christy. Might've I've already been. told you this. Might have been me. I In another life, it would have been me and you, girl. Like, yes, <laughs> this is mine. I've locked this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> Holly right. Amory, my ass. This is mine right here. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so so uh, I think one of the things that we definitely have to talk about, um, and I'm going to give the floor first uh, to Christy and to Kia on this one, if y'all want to chime in, then to Slim. Um, and then, of course, we're going to bring in Missy and Shay if they have anything they want to add. But uh, there was a very high-profile congressional hearing mm. that happened this week. Call me daddy. 
the but, Real but, Housewives of DC. But before we get to just the 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 importance of Comey testifying, because there were some things that came out of it, but you know it wasn't what we were hoping to get out of it. Um, I also want to throw out that. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I, that's why. That's why I want you and uh, Takia to take the, the floor first. But what I want to add to that, um, not just talking about the Comey congressional hearing, but also want to talk about how the House, while this congressional hearing was going on, uh, passed a, a, a an act to repeal Dodd Frank and also undo the Consumer Protection Bureau. So mm-hmm. if y'all can like address that first, whoever wants to take the floor first, that's cool. But I think these two things were. I mean, that was not accidental at all. How they did that, of mm-hmm. course. As bait and switch, and that's what Trump has been doing from the gate. Um, so, yeah, like, like, Takia, Christy, whoever wants to speak first, please. I wasn't able to see the whole thing. I saw part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, big ups to Kamala Harris because mm. sister came through. Um, thoughts and prayers, putting John McCain on the sick and shut-in mm. list because mm. he had a stroke during Silver, that. silver yeah. alert. Silver alert for John McCain. He had a moment. My, my problem is where is his family? They don't know where he is. He either, <laughs> he's lost and confused and his family does not know where he well, is. Well, you know, Cindy McCain is trying to, you know, just stay sober one day at a time. Because <laughs> Sweet time Jesus. Had, you know what I'm saying? A fucking prescription painkiller habit and even though the bitch was buying the shit illegally, she managed to stay out of court. How about <laughs> that? Mm. If you have seen How this about that? Privilege. How if about you, that good shit? If you have seen so, this, so you know they don't know what the fuck they doing over like there in the McCain right household. There. Clearly, nobody is monitoring him Mm-mm. because if you want to try and say the Diamondback game is the reason why you don't actually know what the fuck is going on in this hearing today, dude. Uh-uh, I can't You're a lying liar who lies. <laughs> well, oh, well, well, that is that is both <laughs> comprehensive and simple. He was a confused man. No, yeah. no, no, no. Saying that. Was, he was doing because I'm still trying to figure out what Hillary email got to do with any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, but he was Comey. definitely trying to bring it back around. Like, but so President Comey, um, I'm sorry, President Comey, um, Comey, pres- um, Mr. Comey. President Trump, <laughs> President Trump, Mr. Comey, when you, um, wait a minute, what's going on? And Comey Comey was so nice about it. I'm confused. Like, like, I don't know. Like, that was the second time. The second he was genuinely trying to figure out what the fuck he was talking about at first. Then he realized, oh right. Comey was real nice. The first time when he kept saying Comey instead of Trump, Comey continued answering that question as if McCain had said the right shit. Like, he just jumped right in there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? I'm a good person. I know, I think I know what you meant. So I'm going to go ahead and carry it like that. Like, he was real nice about that Mm -hmm. shit. But then McCain, it just kept going to the point where even Comey was like, okay, Senator, what you asking me? I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what you're asking, but, and then he went on. But before that, he was real, he was really nice with it. He was very, he was very polite. One thing I can say about Comey is you can you can tell this has like this has been his career. Like he's mm. very groomed. He knows how to handle himself. None of the questions that people were asking. I mean, there was never a point when he you know kind of like fumbled or stumbled. He was just like, yeah, these are the facts. I'm a Sam. If I can't say I can say them, I'm a say I can't say them. And uh, I'm I'm just lordy. I hope there's tapes. <laughs> that was like <laughs> I was like what. No. <laughs> So speaking of what we can't talk about, I think what we learned is that the shit is really fucked up because he can't talk about none of the shit. Can't talk about a whole lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I would be very interested to be a fly on the wall in the in the closed sessions 
of the hearings to be able to hear him go more in depth and give more uh, context to uh, things that we're just not privy to. Um, I will I will say this about James Comey. I never work with him directly, uh, but I have had the privilege of uh, being involved with uh, as far as being a colleague of and reporting to many people out of the Eastern District of Virginia at certain points in my career. Um, and James Comey was one of those people. One of the things I respected a lot of people uh, a lot about people like James Comey and about Chuck Rosenberg, um, who were U.S. attorneys there and Dana Bente um, were that. Uh, despite their personal politics, um, they were very politically impartial. Um, so I was a little disappointed when during the election cycle that he made some of the statements about the Hillary Clinton email investigation that he made because he seemed partisan during that. And mm -hmm. he had done a very good job during his entire career before that, both empirically and with my anecdotal experience um, being a part of his organization, that that just wasn't him. He just did a good job not doing that. Um, so I think he kind of got caught up in the Trump machine, not to make excuses for anybody. Um, and now he's trying to clear the decks. Now but, he's but, trying to say, you know, uh, allow me to, allow me to clarify a point because he was very specific about that in the in the congressional hearings that I've heard. I've heard him. This is the second congressional hearing that I've heard him on, and in both instances, he was very clear that after Loretta Lynch went down on that tarmac mm -hmm. and talked to Bill Clinton. And she also refused to address the investigation. She wanted to call it a matter. And they're the Federal Bureau of Investigation, not the Federal Bureau of Matters. He's like, okay, she's not able to pull herself away from this. She won't recuse herself. So I have to step in. So that is actually why. So actually, if Loretta Lynch, technically speaking, if Loretta Lynch had not gone down on that tarmac or whatever, could have been a whole different situation. Well, well, he potentially ma making making the statement, making the specific statement that she didn't uh, have any, she didn't conduct any criminal activity. Uh, but what was the word he used specifically to describe? Um, it, it, it wasn't um, criminal, but it was highly. Ir it was like highly it, irresponsible. It wasn't irresponsible, well, but, but whatever term he used, it was like an objective term that he used to describe uh, what she was doing. And I think that that was, that was the partisan part of that statement. And he shouldn't have done that. It, either she did something criminal or he didn't do, she didn't do something criminal. You're an investigator. Mm -hmm. I'm an investigator for a living. There are certain statements that we make definitively and non-definitively. And you don't let your opinion come into it unless somebody specifically asks you to direct an expert opinion on the issue. You don't just offer it. So as a law enforcement official, I feel like he breached his responsibility as a law enforcement official when he did that. Now, I do think that when what happened with Loretta Rent, Loretta Lynch, Lynch, that was him, Loretta Wrench, written Loretta, Loretta Wrench <laughs> it off. Just do a wrench into You're his own election. Wrench. This is Loretta Wrench. Wrench around and lynch it off. <laughs> he was trying to bring it back. All right, he was trying to say, you know what, we're going off the rails here. Let's bring this thing back to center. But then he screwed up again. And when they had that other laptop surface, he sent that letter to Congress. To the, uh, to the committee on Congress saying, hey, we're going to investigate this again. The, the Hillary Clinton email scandal, you know, it's not dead. We're going to take a look at this again. And then they ended up using that. So it, there was a couple times where I feel like he overstepped his responsibility mm -hmm. as a law enforcement professional. And I think 
this hearing, what's heartening to me is that he's using this hearing to say, you know what, Donald Trump, like he overstepped and I need to just clear the air on my part, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I did, the role I played in this situation. All right. And let you know full breath what Donald Trump did. I took copious notes in case anybody's confused. And this is everything that happened. I, th- I think the biggest point in him saying the reason why he took notes, because he was very clear and mm-hmm. in, in line. I think his opening statement told us everything we needed to know. It told us everything we needed to know, because in his opening statement, he essentially said, look, you know, the people that uh, work in the FBI, I don't like the way you drag the name through the mud. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, 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 basically how you tried to imply that like they had lost faith in the work or lost faith in me and that there was some type of broken thing within the FBI. He said they're good people. They do good work. You know, like you put basically spitting dirt on my name or kicking dirt on my name. And he was like, look, I took notes because I was afraid he would lie. He yeah. didn't mince words about that. Two other presidents. Yeah, he said, he said, I did he not. Took no he, notes. Said, he said, I did not Two take notes with George I W. Bush. No one Republican, <laughs> one Democrat. <laughs> and one with Barack Obama, but one with George W. Bush. Yeah. He did not take notes. No I'm notes. pretty sure. Just off of just, just entertainment value. There's some shit I would have probably written down off of George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if you can't. You, you try to fool me once, shame on you. Yeah, like, like, you I might have had a new down. word, like strategery. Yeah, yeah, I would have written that down. Like, like it's just, it's, it, it, I would have. So, and another thing I want to, like, and this is not a challenge, I'm just adding something into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, when the laptop came out or whatever, from what I understand, and I'll have to look into this a bit more, and I want to make sure that I articulate this well. Um, there were some agents out of the New York field office for the FBI. Um, who were, from what I understand, and that's why I'm saying it like that, mm-hmm. what I understand were cool with Giuliani, who you know does not mess with Hillary Clinton or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those New York field um, agents, whatever, were very much uh, about the business of trying to smear uh-huh. Hillary Clinton's name. No, what so, happened was But James Comey still sent that. He was letter. trying to get ahead of yeah, he was trying to get no, ahead of Chris, But he should he just shouldn't but, have but sent the, the letter. Reason, the reason why the laptop came into play is because it was Anthony Weiner's laptop. Right. And he was being investigated for the charge that he just got convicted for, which was sexting a minor. Mm-hmm. It oh, was his yeah. laptop. He was married to Huma Amadine, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. used to uh who worked for Hillary Clinton. Huma Amadine was answering emails to Hillary Clinton on, on that, that laptop. laptop. Right. And that's why it came into play because that laptop was a piece of evidence in a completely separate criminal exactly. investigation. But exactly. what I'm but what I'm saying is those those agents were not following directions. So they were they were they were actually basically out of pocket. They weren't following chain of command. But so his I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I'm not. I'm not. Comey shouldn't have sent the letter, though. None of that has any was bearing directed, on Comey sending the letter. He was directed that he shouldn't have sent the letter. He was directed that he shouldn't have done it, and he did it anyway. So I'm exactly. not saying exactly. that what he did was not was a good move. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just throwing out there that extra bit of information. So we're not disagreeing, sir. Okay. I don't think it was political, <laughs> though. I think that Comey, genuinely, whether it was intended to be political yeah. or not, is still political, though. I mean, no, I get what you're saying. I know, I know. Hitler's mustache. I get it, baby. See, here's the, here's the thing. And here's what you have to understand. And I'm trying to operate from a perspective that just because you're not, uh, just because you're Republican or just because you're conservative, um, I, I'm not sure what just happened, uh, that uh, you're not automatically nefarious or you're not automatic, you don't automatically have malicious intentions. Um, but I do uh 
there is a certain amount of cognitive dissonance. There's a certain amount of disregard for fact and information that you have to have just to align yourself with some conservative perspectives. Okay. If you're going to operate from that perspective, there's a certain level of trust that I automatically can't attribute to you. All right. So if you're going to send a letter that you think is going to remain like just confidential to the congressional committee that you're sending that letter to, there's no way in the world when I've seen conservatives throughout my lifetime of observing politics and then reading about the history of conservative politics, seeing that whenever they have an opportunity to take something factual and twist it from a different perspective, they will drag. It's like you you can't give them any ammunition. Any ammunition. You just can't do it. And so if you're going to take something that even if you don't mean it to be political, if you don't mean to take a political position with what you're doing, like they're going to use it for that effect. All right. So your the goal has to be to stay as factual as possible when you're dealing uh, with some people on that side of the aisle, I'll simply say, you know. And I'm trying to hedge my statements because I'm trying not to be like all inclusive. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to say all Republicans. I'm trying not to say all conservatives because you can't put categorize people that way. And that's not you know? fair. And but at the, at the same fair. time, right now we're in a very divided. So I understand that 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 push and pull. Yeah. Because we're in a very divided time, and there are a lot of people who are pretty much. They're trying to decry what Donald Trump is doing, but at the same time, they're, bar- they're, they're voting straight down party lines exactly. on BS. Mm-hmm. Like, for them to vote down party lines on repealing Dodd-Frank, you know, not to say that Dodd-Frank is perfect, but it had a lot of good things built into it. The idea that, you know, like, as American consumer, there's a protection in there that says that, you know, you can't be taken advantage of in financial vehicles, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do away with that. Why why should I feel comfortable with the idea that banks can now like go back to just gambling with my money? Because it's killing jobs and it's, uh, no, it's not. But that's that's the, the, the logic that they're throwing it, out it's there. It's destroying, that's always the it's destroying competition. Yeah, yeah. And to, to go back to that whole thing about what, what, why he pulled out of he being Trump pulled out of the Paris Accord. Um, <laughs> he tried to say that it was killing jobs. I just want to again reiterate. That renewable injury, renewable, renewable injury, renewable. That's the worst kind of injury. Yeah, yeah, of that, all that time. is the worst. That's that. That's <laughs> that. Uh, that's that Derrick Rose right there. Yeah. That's that perpetual. Uh, <laughs> renewable energy is the fastest growing job sector by far. Yep, by far. And solar is killing the game right now. And like right now, I don't know why we want we want to invest in antiquated technology, something that's clearly been proven that is doing harm to the planet. It's doing harm to people on a you know, physiological level, it's not good for us, and we have something that could put us ahead of the game because China right now is like, oh, y'all not gonna jump on solar? China, Word? they like we got. Where China. they walk around with face masks mm-hmm. like regularly? Oh, like, oh. China's, China's brilliant because here's what China's doing. China has been the worst offender as far as emission emissions go. Right. So what mm. they're gonna do is they're gonna One say yeah. they're, they're gonna say they're gonna say oh. Oh, look, uh, America doesn't, they're not serious about climate change. We're going to get serious about climate change. And because they're so egregious, any decreases that they are able to effectively deploy are going to look so much better compared to where they've been. 
like they're in the perfect position to just look better where wherever they come from comparatively. But now, nah, but babe, we're yeah. also in that in that realm. Yeah, yeah. Anything, because even though China, they may put out, they may have a lot of uh, emissions. They have a lot of issues. We are still by far the most, like per person, like China's massively larger than we are. They have lots more people than we are. So 20% of the world's population live in China. Exactly. So if you, so we, so people talk about, oh, China is this massive polluter, but if we look at it per person, like the, the carbon, uh, carbon footprint per person, like we crush everybody. We crush India and China. That's that American greatness. Yeah, like we we kill it. So that that's so it's, it's not really apples to apples. So you would say that America was very smart to stay in front of the narrative on climate change Absolutely. as a result of that. And that we was would, my point. My point been. was not about actual pollution. My point was about China taking an opportunity to take control of the narrative on climate change is what I'm saying. And I, that I was wanna, my entire point. I just, I just want to throw uh, something extra on top of what your point was. Uh, China is pretty much, because again, um, the Paris Climate Accords, uh, the Paris Accords, basically, there are only two countries before we pulled out that were not a part of it in the world. Mm-hmm. Syria, Syria and Nicaragua. Nicaragua. And Nicaragua was like, yo, y'all not doing enough. We already mm-hmm. passed this point. Mm-hmm. So let, let's not even like throw like Nicaragua. So really only one, really only so, one so, other country. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like Syria, like we're Syria of, uh, where like, you know, ISIS war. is. Yeah. <laughs> Syria's <laughs> like, got this heavy. civil war going yeah, yeah, on. Well, they, so they, they got some things going on. talking to me about fucking practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that. But like we talking so we about it. climate change. So we talking about we talking about China is basically committed basically to growing out their renewable energy um, projects in their grid to basically be at a point where in by 2030 they'll be able to basically facilitate renewable energy on a grand scale, a scale that if we were building out at the same time and pace as China, we'd be able to literally cover our entire country with renewable energy resources to power every home. But what about power coal? every vehicle? That's all I'm saying. By twenty thirty, because they got to make the shit. Yep. And and here's the thing. Here's the difference between China and America. We have a, a diplomatic republic, and we have to vote and agree, and we have to get many moving parts in alignment to get things moving. Uh, the electoral and, college has proven yet again that we don't necessarily have to agree. Well, I, I, I would disagree on that only because the electoral college may and have you're elected my point by may have, with me. may have elected a president, <laughs> but uh-huh. this president has tried to institute executive orders that have been stopped by the courts. Is what I'm saying. I get it. All right, I so. By, just by the factual basis, uh, you know. Oh, now you, you're gonna throw facts out? Yeah, I'm gonna throw facts at you. Like, well, what does what facts have to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> what is this math? Yeah, yeah, what so, is, what, what, what I'm is saying this math? is in China, there's a different regime. And if China decides to do something, they, just do they will do, do it. it. <laughs> so, not only are they able to like take an opportunity to take control of the narrative, they will actually be able to deploy real changes. Just by the will of the leadership, not the will mm-hmm. of the people, because the people just because of the type of government and the regime they have in place will just go along with the leadership. And it, it was just a failure by the American government to lose hold of the narrative, because that's what we had. We had the narrative and we were making like real you know, progress towards some actual changes. It wasn't ground shaking. But, but right, it was, right. It but progress. it was real. It was yeah. genuine, actual progress. It was progress. tangible. It was ta- yeah, exactly. Yes. Like exactly. a centicrease. 
Yeah. But on <laughs> a, small no- a small note, like shout out to Mayor Bloomberg for still volunteering mm. to put up, what was it, $15 million for our that was going to be our contribution mm. to the Paris Accord? And shout out to the governors around the country mm-hmm. who have just decided collectively that- Governors and mayors. Governors yeah. and mayors that we understand that and he's the president. But and corporations, jurisdictions, municipalities- Around the country are saying, we understand that the president has said this, but we do have something called states' rights in this country. don't speak for me. And we are going to do what we can to try to curb climate change. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I mean, shout out to shout out to China for like seizing an opportunity to take control of the narrative. (laughs) Because I mean, that's that's what it's all about. American history is all built on narrative. If we haven't learned that lesson <laughs> and, and learned to apply history it to the world stage, exactly. <laughs> so, like, how could you not learn that lesson and then apply it to the world stage? We don't yeah. learn. Well, that's because Trump doesn't know how. Like, you know, he he thinks Frederick Douglass is still alive he and does. doing good work. He does. So. He's probably trying you know, to find and he's him. getting he's getting more and more recognition. I wish I was joking about that, but he literally <laughs> like said, "I hear Frederick Douglass is doing great things." Like, no, he's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Can he's not. Can we hear from Christy? Because she was trying to say something. Well, to me, the best part of the whole Paris story is that he said we pulled out, but we didn't because he can't make that decision until 2019, November 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... You know, he might not know that. He I think they it. said they told him. He got him. an AB president thing. It's like five years. And so. he got to be right. He got to remember to pull out again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Giggity. Yeah, they, they said pull out. They, just, they said pull out, and then Trump just got confused. He didn't know what they were talking about. Well, so he's, he got, just, he's got four kids. He mixed up his pullouts. That's, that's all I'm saying. MO. Yeah, but we see by the way Melania Trump uh, treats him, he don't get in the pussy much. Yeah, mm. so there's no pulling out there. That's he's, why he grabs him. He's not in pulling in. That's why he grabbing him. Yeah, okay. It's all coming together now. Yeah, see? And we understand. Investigative reports. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't need that. No, it's not true. That's yeah. <laughs> not, not true at all. Um, so I just wanted to say one more thing about the Dodd-Frank thing. Um, yes, Congress passed it, but um, the Senate will probably not even vote on it. So. You don't think so? Mm-mm. No, Mitch McConnell has already said that he probably he doesn't have enough votes, and so he doesn't even see him bringing it to the floor. For what? Mitch McConnell's a turtle. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen that shit? Uh, Mitch McConnell is the new John Boehner. No, he's not. No, he's not. Is he crying? No, he's not. <laughs> is he orange? No, Mitch McConnell. No, I, I don't. I, I don't agree with that one right there. There's actually something somewhat redeemable about Boehner. <laughs> it's nothing redeemable. It's tears. <laughs> well, when I say that, I mean like he's in charge of a party that is technically in charge but they can't agree so you know it's really just hurting a bunch of cats and so mitch mcconnell is just really hurting the cats okay i, I would I mean, like to I say can... for the record that um if you, you say the same thing about paul ryan though too yeah if you've ever heard uh mitch mcconnell pontificate on on any subject matter he's he's highly intelligent he's a very intellectual person um so it just it's very disconcerting that he has some of the positions that he has um, cause he's, he's clearly intelligent. Miss McConnell is not a dummy. Um, and so when you, you try to give some credence to people really just believing what they believe and they're not being disingenuous when they take certain positions, um, is just, there's a disconnect with how somebody can be intelligent, but still have the view that they have when the facts are in such contradiction to 
their perspective. But Newt Gingrich is a perfect example of that. Newt Gingrich is no idiot, but the mess that he believes. Yeah. Well, feelings over facts. Newt, well, yeah. Newt Gingrich is feelings thoroughly entrenched facts. in his whiteness. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that to be funny. Or, well, a little bit. You know, there was a little bit of pettiness. Well, it that. was funny. Yeah, yeah you yeah. were being a little petty. Yeah, yeah but there, there's a sincerity in that, in the sense that you know, whiteness is is a made up construct. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, the idea of being white. He's so entrenched in that mm-hmm. that he can't allow himself to see that there might be some other shit going on on the periphery. Not mm-hmm. even the periphery, but it might just be some going other shit on. going on. That you know, like you know, you don't want to actually address in an actual fair and like balanced, balanced manner. Correct. You know, so it's just like it's just fair like a lot. A lot of these individuals balanced. like are just thoroughly just entrenched in in their in their Anglo Caucasian and their waspiness, white waspiness. supremacist, their waspiness, capitalist, Caucasianity. I don't think anybody can be a capitalist. But you know, mm. this is another level when you white in capitalism. Well, I'm, technically, it's imperial capitalism. Mm. Mm. I like when you talk dirty, Christian. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, like, like you keep talking like that, give me like Star Wars fantasies when I go to sleep. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Hello. Watch out, then. The imperial capitalist. Mm. I'm like, you know, it's like, it's like dun, I can just see dun, like. Bell hooks put it all together for us. Oh, it is. Oh, the It is white imperialist capitalist patriarchy. We had avoided nerd moments. You know what? You know what? I find your lack of faith disturbing. Christy is that's trying to educate us on bell hooks, and you guys are like that, that, that's singing cool. the that's cool. theme for And while she's Star, talking about bell Star hooks, Wars. I need to like take my Briggs Myers. How about that? <laughs> I haven't done that yet. But Briggs Myers is going to tell me what type of person I am. I'm, I'm trying to, to figure this for, out for the last for Briggs four years. Stratton. That's what, You've yeah. never taken that? Nah, I might have. Probably didn't know it was Briggs Myers, but I, uh, I heard it's like 100 questions. I've taken different types of personality yeah. tests. Yeah, yeah. So there's one, um, there's a book called Standing Naked in the Shower, and it gives you like color breakdown. So it's like orange, green, blue, and I forget the other color. And um, yeah, I was more more so a, a green and a blue mix. But you know, it's, 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 uh, yeah, you'd have to read the book. It's I'm interesting. I've made a, I've made a conscious decision that like, I've already discovered so many of my flaws. Like I'm not going to take any tests to uncover any more of them. Like I, I'm done. I've had. I have enough. I have enough problems. I have enough issues. I'm not. Gonna. I don't think it's really going to uncover anything that I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just things I haven't admitted to myself. It's not that I don't know. It. I think my flaws you know, are so, so deep. There's yeah. chasms of flaws I haven't yeah. even found yet. Yeah, I'm that, not going to. Speaking of chasms of flaws, chasms of flaws. I want to hop into uh, mogul. Boom! Get okay, it. Okay, let's go. Did you guys listen? I did. I know you and I'm did. glad you brought it up. I listened to it just in case you were going to bring it up. You know, the you know I guarantee this. what's going to happen is you were going to bring up Mogul. And I was like, I wanted to be prepared. I, didn't not, I did not want to be like unprepared when you was talking about that. Do you guys know what Mogul is? No. no. Break so, it down. Break it down. Mogul is a podcast on Spotify. It's about um, Chris Lighty. Remember Chris Lighty? Mm-hmm. Violator. Uh, committed suicide in 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah. 2012. 
Yeah, so um, it's very well done. If you've not checked it out yet, please go to Spotify and check it out. I'm not just trying to do a plug for Spotify, but that's we like literally that. the only place that you can listen to it on. So go check it out on Spotify. Um, and Christy and I were kind of texting about this earlier in the week. Um, it's very well done. As soon as you start listening to it, it like sucks you in immediately. It like takes you back to which I like. like. Yeah, it takes you back to like the early, early days of hip hop in the, in New York and the Bronx and the fires, and it like yeah takes you all the way up to um, his suicide. Obviously, one of the things that I thought was problematic, and Christy and I both thought this was problematic, was that we both felt like it ended a little bit too early. Mm. There was a bit of a discussion about Chris Lighty and his battles with depression, and um, was it Fat Joe, Christy? He was yeah. talking about he had, he had depression? Yeah. Yes. Fat Joe at yeah. some point said he had two years. Um, battled depression yeah. for two years. Mm-hmm. Wait, and Fat Joe said he had? Like, Fat Joe, Joe, Fat Joe yeah. with depression he, for two like, years. Separate like, from Chris Lighty, yeah. he said he was he went through depression for two years. And he said, well, I'm, I'm just adding mm-hmm. it, but he said um, he was spent hours just sitting in the tub looking up at the ceiling. Just couldn't really get himself together. So he's two years, he was. He said he pulled himself up out of it. I think he got help too, but yeah. you know what I'm he saying? Said he psychiatrist yeah. right which was, and was probably also taking medication and he wow. also he also acknowledged the fact that because he's puerto rican you know and also like you know i, I let Takia go from there. he he mentioned the fact that there's not enough discussion about black and latino men mm-hmm. the and the struggles that they may have with depression um the narrator touched i mean it was so brief the that surface, he mentioned yeah. that chris lighty had gone to a psychiatric facility in connecticut um, I think it's Spring Hill, that he was battling with depression as well. Um, but it also talked about how nobody was able to, nobody saw any signs. Like he was oh, they very- they didn't recognize any signs. Right, well, he, he was very- compartmentalized. So right. One of his friends talked about how he, she realized looking back when it was all said and done, you know, all of his friends are getting together after his death and they're all sharing- the stories and the information that they had trying to figure out where this came from. And she realized that um, her, 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 her exact quote was that he was parsing out information. He was compartmentalizing, yeah. So, so he was, you know, he would tell this problem to this person and that problem to that person, but no one knew about all of the problems that he had all together. And he um, mentioned that he felt like D nice was one of the few people who was, a genuine friend to him who didn't want anything, who didn't wasn't trying to get like money or trying to get him to manage him or anything. And, you know, D Nice was one of the only people that was like, Hey, are you okay? And he's like, No, no. I'm not. I'm oh. not okay. And like um Christy was saying, you know, he was kind of giving a little bit here, giving a little bit here, giving a little bit there. So then when people are getting together and they put this story together, then they can see like, okay, oh, shit. these are problems. Yeah. Um to kind of Piggyback, kind of not really. Um, Kid Cudi released a new album. I don't know how recently it was, maybe within the last month. Very dark. You know, he's had he, his he own to, struggles with suicidal right. thoughts and stuff like that. Yes. Right. And we talked about that when we first started recording Flash Black, actually. Yeah. It is very dark. It is very much removed from some of the common themes of hip hop about like Maseratis and masks and Mollies and whatever else motherfuckers talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I just also wanted to bring it up again because you all know that I'm a social worker. I work in mental health. And I just wanted to open up the discussion about black men and women in dealing with mental health issues, specifically depression and anxiety. Yeah. But mostly depression. Um I will I will say that um you never know exactly how your actions or inactions may or may not affect somebody and may make a difference. Um, because you mentioned Kid Cudi, which I thought was a uh, an excellent uh, correlation um, and connection, um, I would like to mention, I believe the, the young dude's name is Pete Davidson. He's uh, on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he's a big Kid Cudi fan. And Pete Davidson actually was going through depression of his own. And because Kid Cudi went to get help, he went to go get help. Wow. So he was like gone from SNL for a while, but you know, he's still in the credit scene, but you don't necessarily see him, so you don't necessarily know he's gone. And Pete Davidson admitted that he spent a lot of time high. Oh, well, which is fair. Because he was self-medicating trying to deal with depression. Which is fair. I mean, because he lost both of his parents in, I think, a car accident or something like that. It was, he lost, he lost, both his parents. Were, his, didn't his dad die in 9-11? I don't, you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. But he lost both of his parents, though, right? Aren't both of his parents dead? Because they I made a joke on the on the on the. I think the Trump roast. It was some type of Comedy Central roast where he was on the dais, and they actually clowned him about his parents dying. He laughed, and everyone was like, "Whoa, that's kind of messed up." He was like, "What? It's funny." I was like, "God, that's like, damn, he's got a better sense of humor than I do." But uh, you know, so I mean, that right there, I mean, like you, you never know how people are are, are affected, but um. I thought there was something striking that was very interesting, and I was wishing they would go into it more because I I knew basically like seeing Christian and T. Rich's text that they necessarily weren't going to, but there was a person that was on there that said black men don't commit suicide, mm. and I was like, shit, <laughs> that is so far from the case. We like to think that black men don't commit suicide, but the shit happens, um, and so do obviously black women. So um. I think I don't necessarily know if I'm necessarily the most uh, informed to necessarily lead this conversation, but you can by all means. I mean, the whole thing was not like as doom and gloom as I'm making it, but like I said before, it is. It's very interesting. It's very well done. Um, I I lost half my Saturday listening to that shit. It's a really good narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I lost. I literally lost. I sat down for like a few hours on my Saturday and just listened to that shit in my hot ass office. They so talked you know to good. his daughter, his sister, his mother. They did not talk to his wife. She refused to be interviewed. I don't blame um, But there was also um, at least one documented report of domestic violence between Chris Lighty and his wife where... No, there was one documented report which states that there have been other reports. Yeah, yeah right. they said there were multiple, yeah. That talk, right. There was one that he talked about extensively, though, about he, he had... When the police arrived, he, he fa- they the found the victim, which would be what's her name, Vanessa, Veronica, Veronica, um, and she was like bloody. She was her dress busted was lip. torn. She, she had, had a busted dragged, lip, yeah. right? Um, he had been beating her for hours, basically. So it 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 paints a very well rounded, I guess, for lack of a better term picture of Chris Lighty it's not one of those narratives where it's like this person is dead so let's like lift him up and sing his praises you know he did some really good things Mm -hmm. um, but he was also a very flawed individual it's it's what Afeni did when she did a Tupac's documentary Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah. I, I thought, well, I don't think it was as thorough as the Phoenix, but I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. It, it wasn't trying to make it look like he was all this, he was all good, or it wasn't trying to make it look like he was all bad. Well, I think so. they just did real investigative journalism. And, yeah. you know, they this is what they found when they looked in the public record. And I think that I would have liked to see two epi- I would have liked to see them really address domestic violence in the sense that, first of all, domestic violence is almost always a symptom of somebody else's, you know, trauma. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, it's complex and it's complicated. I don't know this man, but, you know, clearly he had a lot of other stuff going on. I don't know this woman, but clearly she wants to protect him because if she didn't, she would speak. Um, I don't I necessarily that, know it's just that, though. I mean, I think I, it's probably more than that, but I mean, yeah. like. She might want to protect herself too. Well, I also I mean, wondered how much she also participated. Herself. Like, I did not get the impression that, that this domestic a, violence was one sided. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and so, it, well, and that's why I was saying that domestic violence is complicated. It's not always that somebody is, you know, a victim and somebody is an aggressor. A lot of times, um, people antagonize each other. You know, um, so I think that you know that is also something that we don't talk about a lot. When we talk about domestic violence, we don't talk about victims who are not 100 percent victims. We do not talk about, you know, how a lot of times people, when it comes down to the police report, you know, it reads one way. But if you lived in certain states, it would go down differently, because if you if you live in certain states and you both laid hands on each other, you're both going to jail. You know, that is uh something that happens, you know, that's definitely the case in D.C. because the reality is domestic violence is a complicated issue. And um, I would say a lot of the times it's not just a clear cut case of there's a victim and there's an abuser. A lot of times people are abusing each other. And I think that that is a dynamic that really needs to be talked about and addressed. Um, and while Veronica was not willing to come and speak for herself, I think that, you know, there were other people who said they witnessed her in public hitting him, you know, yelling at him, you know, like somebody said that, like, she was not afraid to pop off anywhere. So, you know, I think that that is something that we really need to talk about, you know, just as a society in general, but also as a community, because the reality is, you know, um, when there is not a clear cut case of somebody being a victim, then it becomes really easy for people to pick sides. And I think that what we really need to address in domestic violence is that everybody's traumatized and everybody needs therapy. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know, some people may be toxic to each other, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be toxic to other people. Okay. So um, what I want to do is because we have a quiet vanilla Skittles here. (laughs) Um, I don't want to get anybody lost in the proverbial sauce. Is anything that was said in the last Five, ten minutes, you got a comment on? You want to? Well, I was going to say, even with what Chrissy was just saying, was that not even just the, the physical abuse that's not addressed as well is even the mental, the, the mental and emotional abuse that's not really addressed in society in general either. Because there's so many relationships that go through that t- sort of trauma, whether it's male or female, that go through that type of trauma. And it's hardly ever addressed. Like physical is always brought up as a discussion, but there's that emotional and mental abuse that so many couples 
go through and it's extremely difficult. Most people don't get treated for it or, or seek um, help for that sort of thing. And I think that's another thing to, to raise too. And I'm sure you feel that, that that's something that that's not addressed as well either. Absolutely. It, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I know I personally went through was a lot of like, mental and emotional abuse in my my previous marriage and that was very difficult I became very um withdrawn from relationships in my life and it's it's hard to address and bring forward because you you feel somewhat like embarrassed that you're going through these things you don't want to talk about it and not not to downplay any sort of physical abuse either because that's still a huge huge issue, but all, all three types of abuse are definitely things that need to be discussed and brought forward and people need to be more vocal about to be able to be treated for or even just discuss that people do go through these sort of things and they, they need help. And I, I, I just see that as like a, a personal thing because I've been through it and I, I wish other people would be more vocal and and dis- discuss that sort of thing and, and seek treatment or help or just, you know, talk to friends or family to be able to, to see that too. That's the only thing I was just kind of thinking about right now. Okay. As, now, as Shay, Christy was going through that. Shay, I see that you're actually tearing up a little bit over there. Is there anything you want to add to this? Because I, I see that you're... You don't have to if you don't want to. It's just I see you're, you're, you're crying a little bit. So I, and it's imp- I just want to kind of piggyback off of what you said about the whole isolation, which is a very important part of domestic violence, because that's one of the things that the aggressor will seek is to isolate you from friends, from family, from anyone who's going to give you any opposite information from what he or she is giving you. And it just reinforces all of that. And it just creates this kind of... Um, island for lack of a better term where it's just like it's just like you and your victimizer yeah and so it's kind of hard to break out of that um but there are there are people there are agencies there are organizations in every municipality dc maryland virginia the rest of the 50 wherever you are if you or someone you know who is the victim of domestic violence um, there are organizations that can help if you or someone you know is struggling with mental illness. There are places that they can go. Obviously, I can't name them all. I'm just a social worker in this one little place. But um, I would be remiss if I didn't say um, if you are in either situation or if you're in another different situation that is causing you some sort of mental anguish, please seek help. There are places that you can go. And I would just like to add, I do think that Mogul was good in that regard because they did... Um, interview somebody who was involved with uh, domestic abuse, who was an expert on it, who dealt with it, who counseled in that regard, and gave the information out on more than one occasion. Um, it's not, again, all about domestic violence. Um, it is about the entire life of this this dude who obviously, honestly, did a lot of great things in business and in hip hop. Yes, um, he did a lot of incredible things. The he, thing he did with like with Fifty Cent and yeah, the yeah. vitamin water. I didn't know he was behind that. I, I knew didn't the story. Either. I didn't know he was behind that. I mean, so, it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Probably not. like the last. Yeah, because we're talking about somebody who killed himself. So it's gonna it's gonna right. at some point. But when you think about job, the fact that Chris Lighty got started like carrying records for DJ, uh, DJ Red, Red Alert. Alert. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. or being the road manager for Jungle Brothers when they first started off. Literally the road manager, literally driving his car from like New York to, to Georgia, Georgia yeah, yeah. and back to New Jersey and yeah, back yeah. to New York so that they could do shows. Just I mean, to let you know how, how deep it goes because Jungle Brothers preceded De La Soul, my dude. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just want to let y'all know how, how long he's been in the game. So he's definitely something if somebody, if you're not aware of who Chris Lighty is, the uh, the podcast is called Mogul: The Life and Death of Chris Lighty. I I highly suggest, as I, I agree. On Spotify. On Spotify. On Spotify, yes. And um, people I, of our age, like even if I mean, I feel like people of our age should know Chris Lighty because he was like it was weird because he was a, a manager, but he was like a celebrity. It was like mm-hmm. you knew Chris Lighty just like you knew Busta Rhymes. I mean, we didn't know them personally, but you knew the name. Everybody knew the name Chris Lighty. You knew Busta Rhymes. You knew Mary J. Blige. You knew Missy. You knew Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. and it was just you know yeah. he was he had a hand in in all, all of that. that, and the way that his mind worked. As far as like trying to do the best thing for his artist and even thinking outside of the box instead rare. of saying like I'm just a manager, like yeah, which is rare because a right. lot of dudes is just trying to come up and get that money. They're not really trying to take care of the artist. So that 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 in and of itself de- deserved applause because a lot of people don't think along those lines. But I'm also, sorry. Chris Lighty would get at you. Oh yeah, he would. He, he would. Like, like when, that uh, Shook story, that the DMX classic. storm when he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit is classic. So like, yeah. there's definitely some stuff you need to check out. You need to listen to. Um, we can we could talk about this for some amount of time, but I, I didn't want to get too hung up on that. You you good? I'm good. Yeah. Okay, so like, I definitely want y'all to check that out. Um, again, it's on Spotify. We'll put up the link for it so you can you can find it. Um, Mr. Williams. Bobby! <laughs> you got anything you want to you want to add to the podcast, good sir? You, I mean, you got anything you saw or shit somebody might have missed? You know, uh, I think the podcast is already rich with content, so I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> Are you trying to impregnate the listeners with your voice? Right now? <laughs> I think he did impregnate some of the listeners with his. The voice. weather outside is forty eight degrees. <laughs> And pregnant. It is balmy. <laughs> you are listening to the Quiet Storm. This is one Slim Williams and also Da Vinci Parks. We are coming to you live from downtown. Yes, downtown. Uh, 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 yes. <laughs> look, look, my voice is. That's the only sexy part of me. You can't see me when you can just hear my voice. So it's like this: you hear the voice and it's. Sexy. It doesn't undo anything. It just go. It. it goes downhill after you know. Once you incorporate like, oh, your, your eyes know. into the yeah, <laughs> then they then they see me and they're like, oh, you you must suffer from almost sexy. Really? Yeah. yeah. You gonna do the, you gonna do the bit now? That's a real condition. Okay. I have as a scientific. I'm not going to go into the like the actual the Latin the Latin description. <laughs> You know, there's no Latin description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Christy had a question. Well, has somebody actually said that to you? Uh, no. Has nobody. Well, no. th- my doctors, my doctors have said it to me. You're a liar. Uh-huh. You're a lying liar. They were trying to lies. figure out. They were trying to figure out how like I have all the components of a sexy person, but it doesn't actually come together to culminate in sexiness. <laughs> they just couldn't. They couldn't figure it out. The doctors were like, "Oh, you're very, you're very tall, and you have a deep voice." Are you just and, fishing for a compliment over there? Just, no, yes. I'm telling you, I suffer. <laughs> From almost sexy. It's a condition so that I suffer from. I have all the components of a sexy person, but you put them together and it doesn't equal a sexy person. As his wife sits beside him, that's almost sexy. I'm like, nigga, what? She would agree. 
You're lying. Liar who lies. <laughs> that's what that's the second right. time you've used that term. That's actually third. 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 That's that's actually third. third. Yeah, yeah. You I, should I be heard. on Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> they hiring my dude. Why don't I just take my alternative facts and go? Yeah. Now she's saying you should be on Fox News because you Fox seek. Oh. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll go to Fox News and then I'll be a bigot. And then I'll yep. leave Fox News and go to NBC and pretend I'm not a, I would have never been a bigot. Oh, is that a shot? At, How's that working out for Megan Kelly? At Megan Kelly? Uh, Shots I don't fine. think it's working out great. Mm, I don't know. We still know she's a bigot. It depends Look, on who you ask. I am well, always. Everybody knows, knows, knows that Santa Claus and Jesus are white. What are you to say? Well, when uh, Megan Kelly, I don't know where she was. She was somewhere. She was like, hi, Samantha. Hi, Matt. And Hoda was like, bitch, you don't see me? She didn't say the bitch, but it was implied. Kind of like that implied Hoda was like, you don't see me? Like, hello, I'm sitting right here. She did not acknowledge Whether Whether or not I agree. She had Kathy Lee roll up on her. Whether or not I agree with Megan With an empty wine bottle. That bitch is always drunk. Always. Yo, that 12th, 13th hour of the Today Show. It's amazing. <laughs> Girl, they are killing it too. Because the bitch is Kathy? drunk. <laughs> Girl. Because yeah. it's probably making other people who watch it, like housewives in the morning, they're like, I can drink it. I can day drink. I'm, Girl, drink, they I'm drinking with Hoda and Kathy. So it's not like you're drinking by yourself. Right. You're drinking with, you're drinking with friends. Hey, you may what we're doing right wine. now. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's it's evening time. We good now. It's not really evening, but it's okay. It is. It's uh, we, five o'clock it somewhere. Is oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. We went to brunch. We started here. drinking at eleven. Yeah. It is five o'clock here. Day drinking on a Sunday is respectable. You can drink all day on Sunday. I don't think the day matters. And so you can drink all day on Sunday. If you're grown and you pay your bills, you can just do it. You, you can do. drink whenever you want to. <laughs> That's true. Very true. I do. Who the fuck gonna stop me? Who gonna check me, boo? Uh, not me. I'm not. I'm not. Mm. Gonna, I'm not. I don't have receipts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I think what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to keep talking on this end as we tend to do. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up. Um, I thank you so much for listening. Uh, you've been an awesome audience. Please continue to uh, share, listen, and discuss. Um, and by all means, like like tell your friends, tell your friends' friends. We are available on Google Play. We're available on iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud. And, of course, www.flashblackradio.com. And we're also on Twitter, at Flash Black News, at Flash Black Radio. We are also on Instagram, at Flash Black Radio. And we're on are Facebook. We? we are. We're doing things on Instagram now? Well, yeah. I actually, I actually posted we one handles. thing on Instagram last Aww. week. We got handles. <laughs> I posted one handles. thing. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. That's precious. And we're also on Flash Black. Uh, uh, we're also on the Facebook page and also the Facebook group. So check us mm-hmm. out. We all over the internet was what we're saying. Just just look for Flash Black Radio. You should find us relatively quickly. Yeah. We got the dope logo with the B and the Thunderbolt through it. And um, partake, <laughs> partake in Flashback. Yeah, yeah, take that. Take that. Take, take that. that. Take that. Take Until that. next time, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I am... Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. Your boy S. Double signing off. Oh, sorry. K. Savage. <laughs> T. Rich. And of course, signing off our guest. Shay and Missy. Shay and Missy. They, 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 they're trying to be polite and shit. Nah, they had like, a little discussion about Yeah, they had like, who, you gonna go first? You gonna go first? Excessive polite. Okay, so. It's like he pointed at you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, they're uh, best friends. Y'all, 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 stay, y'all stay wonderful and uh, take care of each other. 
Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say on the back end of what Kia was saying in terms of like um, seeking help. Also, what Missy was saying, um, one of the things that we want to focus on as we get out of here is in 2017, we're going to look fear and shame in the face and say, fuck you. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Peace. Right. Speaking of fear. What's up? You were supposed to share the story. You I didn't share the story. I ran over a snake. Are we done now? What? You ran into a snake. I ran over a snake. You ran over a snake. In my car. Not right. Did you, did you hit a pop? I don't know. I was screaming. Ew. I literally screamed from the moment I saw the snake on um, Old Marlboro Pike, like by the where the buses are, to the Exxon. I literally screamed like, oh my God.